fear the talking queers. What's up, bitches? Hey, we're back. We're back. I know you all missed us. You missed us. You're ready to sink your teeth into us, bitch. You can't handle it, mama. Ooh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> How are you? Oh, you know, just getting used to the new normal. <laughs> what? Being on fire? This girl is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, bitch. The fucking... Okay, so... This big old fire that ha- that started up here. I'm sure you've heard of it. Yes, I have. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> so that fire started seven miles from my house. Oh, my God. So we're just covered in smoke. We're awaiting more dry thunderstorms to start new fires. So I'm just here figuring out if I'm going to burn or get electrocuted by the lightning. Oh, my. Wow. What options? I know. Which one would you prefer? I'm um, struck by lightning because maybe it'll give me powers or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yes. I hope so. Yeah. Can you imagine? You... Oh yeah. What would your superpower be? Ooh, I think I would like to be like Carrie and move things with my mind. Oh, and me too. I always said that if I had a power, it'd be telekinesis. Yeah. Like you, you're in traffic and you just slowly nudge the cars out of your way. Yeah. <laughs> Get the fuck about my way. Why the fuck's so much traffic? (laughs) 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 They just all flow. (laughs) What have you been doing? Like, there's nothing to do but watch TV. I know, and that's all I do. So, What have um, you been watching? So, I have been watching these, like, Shudder documentaries. Uh, Have you been watching them? uh, Yes. I'm hooked. I'm so hooked. And I've learned so much and I've accumulated a whole list of movies that I've never seen that I'm ready to watch. One of the ones that I've been watching is Eli Roth's History of Horror. Yes. Did you watch that one? I did. I watched a few episodes. Yeah, so good, Most of right? Them, I think, yeah. Yeah, and what I love about that one is that you um, every episode is about a different like horror subgenre, subgenre. Yeah. 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 And um you know, I, I sort of went out of order. Which one did you pick first? Slashers. Uh, I knew you were going to. Part one, <laughs> then I went right to part two. Yeah, absolutely. No, I started with vampires. And then um, from there, I went to slashers. And then, yeah. And I, that's one of my favorite things about it is that you could, that you learn so many different things about like all the movies in that set subgenre. Yeah. Like where, where what the first one was that was ever yeah, recorded the, like that. Yeah. The first one, how, how far these subgenres have come how the mythologies have changed yes yeah because you get to see the progression of you know what's one person's idea was who started like the mythos of like the werewolf or something like that yeah and how just one person who came up with this thing now that it's like so ingrained in our culture yeah as the rules of these things so like you know werewolves die by silver bullets or yeah, you know, things totally like that. Totally made I, up for that movie, right? And I love and I love hearing um, where those things came from. So that documentary has a lot of really fun facts, and it has so many great celebrity guests. Oh my you, god, I, the celebrity yeah. interviews are amazing in that. Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis, Diablo oh, Cody, Quentin I think Tarantino. that surprised me the most. Jamie Lee, you know she don't right. do horror shit. She don't do horror. She only shit, fuck with she... Children's Hospital. <laughs> <laughs> St. James or something. Oh yeah, well she 
She sat down and she gave a bomb-ass interview. Yeah, she did. She did a really good... I... One thing that I found out from that show, the Demon Inside um, episode, when uh, they asked Janet Lee if Jamie Lee Curtis could be could play Reagan in The Exorcist. Oh yeah, I had no idea that that was a thing. No and she said, hell no. I'm not inviting those spirits in. <laughs> and she didn't. And But then she goes on <laughs> she to did. be... And, and she, and she didn't. didn't. <laughs> and she didn't do it. But she, you know, of course, goes on to play the most infamous final girl ever. Um, right. Or maybe, So I think Jamie Lee made the right choice. And she didn't have to fracture her spine in the process like poor Linda Blair. Poor Linda Blair. She's a mess. That's I know. I know. I feel so bad for her. Like, um, both of the documentaries I watch, they, they interview her and she sort of has the same story about how people were scared of her. People were terrified that she was actually connected to the devil. Are you talking about the cursed films, uh, coverage? Yes. 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 Yeah. Cursed films Um, is is kind of a, that's not so great. It's weird because it's all theory, you know, it's theory based and it's not, I mean, I guess there are facts that people, you know, yeah. actually did die or whatever, but like to like say that it's because the film is cursed is sort of, I mean, you know, yeah. I th- it's sort of I more think fun that, that, that cursed films docuseries goes too far out from like what we're talking about. It's like, okay, right. you're getting off topic. Like who are these magicians that you're interviewing? Oh my God. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been but, watching, did you watch... The documentary that's been in the making for probably years now. I remember hearing about this documentary on social media years ago, um, In Search of Darkness. Oh, yes. I loved In Search of Darkness. That is a four and a half hour brilliant piece of, uh, you know, informative work. You know, uh, the time, the runtime intimidated me. I was like four and a half hours. Oh, I know. But it's so well paced. You don't even realize that you're half, that you're two and a half hours in until like 10 minutes later they're like 10 minutes later and then you're like how long have i been watching this like oh it's been two and a half hours it feels like yeah. 10 minutes it's so well paced and so well done honestly i was by the end of it i was like i want more i could watch this for a literally another four and a half yeah. hours and the great thing about um about what is it called in search of darkness in search of i was like coming into dark we summon the darkness yeah. <laughs> um, that that movie is specific to the 1980s yes um, you you, per, you go through every single year in the 80s and honestly it's just movie by movie by movie which movie were the big movie. yeah the highlights of that the highlights of year. that year mm-hmm. i found so many new movies that i need to find and watch yeah which one which one stood out to you um, I think the one that stood out to me that I really was like, wow, I've never seen that. It looks kind of silly, but it kind of looks like something I'd be interested in, a society. Oh, yeah. That, and, and I, I wrote saw that, that down. on Amazon Prime, I think, right now. Really? Society, yeah. Yeah, that one looked very weird and cool. I'm really excited to check that one out. I've also never seen the Hellraiser movies. I've seen, yeah, I've seen a few of those. I've seen the first and maybe the second one, but... Um, I remember being terrified of Pinhead on like the VHS cover at Blockbuster when I would walk by it. And so I definitely, uh, probably into my adulthood, I've still avoided Pinhead. But um, yeah, I think what In Search of Darkness does so brilliantly is that it, the way it's paced and the way it's done can attract younger audiences to kind of, if you're not going to watch the movie, watch the documentary about the movies. Because if you don't have an appreciation for the magic of 80s horror, you're not a true horror fan. Yeah, because that's 
the you know this big surge of special effects and practical effects and um, you know blood gore slashers you know whole subgenres came yeah. out of the 80s and those so, practical effects really got people going with their ideas yeah and their imagination and um, you know I I sort of long for a time when we don't use so much CGI as we do now and yeah. um, you know we could go back to using more practical effects and because they're at the end of the day they're just better practical I mean yeah effects like are just better right and and we and we've just and we've come so far in technology now like there's we can make things look better than ever using practical effects but for some reason we just have an obsession with cgi cgi (laughs) i know and which one is more magical jurassic park or jurassic world like exactly you know what i mean absolutely that's a a great example down that's a perfect example because that's something that's lived across generations of people and you got to see the evolution of special effects from one end of the spectrum of that franchise to the other and it's just incomparable yeah um definitely i i agree with that i think special effects are you know the uh, uh, the meat and potatoes of horror i think yeah you know that and um i 19, think that's the 1980s what, um, blew that away evil dead 2013 did so well yeah a lot of practical effects they took it back i i love when movies do that i'm trying to think of other ones that that maybe have done that as well kept the effects as practical as possible you know. Oh god, they're really hard to find. That's what killed the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Those fucking CGI oh, effects. Yeah. I know, and that's such a bummer because that could have been great, and it just wasn't. <laughs> I know it fell kind of flat, but I don't mind it. But anyway, we'll get into that, I'm sure, at another time. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, wa- I'm sure, one day we will get into that. <laughs> it may, you know what? With that that documentary made me desire is to just go back and just live through the 80s for like maybe a couple weeks or a couple months and go to the yeah. video store rent the vhs Ugh. have sleepovers yeah that's why terrible movies that's why, yeah and that's like why one of the ones that i really wanted to watch that i wrote down was uh night of the comet which i'd never heard of but it's about like two two valley girls yes. who survived the apocalypse and i think that that's a great fun storyline that's so particular to the 80s and 90s cultures of the time and that mall culture i am i'm positive i've seen that movie because i think i saw the trailer like going through horror trailers online and i was like right of the comment i'm like oh i love 80s movies you know i'm like i think this will be right up my alley you know (laughs) and i watched it and i do remember liking it a lot okay well i'm excited to check that one out yeah chopping mall (laughs) <laughs> oh my god chopping mall uh yeah oh i've actually god. seen chopping mall which is hilarious yeah and, and they even talk about it in the documentary like that movie is so misleading you know oh, chopping mall sounds like this like s- chopping slaughter. like a shopping mall slasher yes but it turns out to be like these ridiculous <laughs> evil robots it's just insane there um, were so many movie monsters they experimented with in um the 80s the robots aliens werewolves and gremlins gremlins yeah. critters um and vampires galore yeah. oh galore. Yeah, so many vampires yeah um lost boys Ugh, what a classic oh you my know, we god have, so hot and that is one that makes use of practical effects of course because that was before cgi yeah. and they had no other choice but um the practical effects in lost boys are so cool like so cool. blood spewing out of faucets and people and vampires exploding and i don't know or the great. girlfriend from um fright night when she turns oh. around and her mouth oh. 
Looks like a piranha. But speaking of vampires and valley girl culture, what are we doing today? We're obviously doing Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Ah, Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. And for those of you listening at home, I'm actually wearing my Buffy the Vampire Slayer t-shirt. Yeah, with Christy Swanson in full effect. It's a Kill Bill style t-shirt, everybody. Yes, yeah, so um, it's a it's Kill just, Bill Volume 1, but with, yeah, what does it say? It, it says, says Kill Lothos. Kill Lothos, and it has Chrissy Swanson on the side. In her cheer outfit. In her cheer outfit, and this will be the only picture of Chrissy Swanson that will ever be around me. Yeah, <laughs> uh, right. Uh, yeah, screw her. <laughs> yeah, sc- we all know her, that the yeah. true slayer is Sarah, Sarah Michelle, Michelle Geller. Geller. Oh, I mean, yes. People don't even know this movie exists. Which is funny. Half the cast from the show, most of the cast from the show are like, I've never even seen that movie. They're all what movie? (laughs) Oh, it's a movie? Yeah, hilarious. Can you imagine Sarah Michelle like, there's, I didn't play in a movie. What movie? (laughs) She's like, what? No, she's like, that movie doesn't exist. You're wrong. She's like, you're talking about (laughs) I Know What You Did Last Summer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, Yeah, so, but this movie meant a lot to me growing up as a kid. I mean, it probably had an importance bigger than any other movie in my life That's because it crazy. really was it because it was the movie that introduced me to the horror genre. Are this you is serious? The, yes, because this is the wow. movie that I would always want to rent from Blockbuster, the video store. You are always out. You grew up in Blockbuster. I did. This is the I, fourth I, time you've mentioned on this <laughs> podcast that you were at Blockbuster. <laughs> Literally, no Blockbuster. Like that shit. Like that was my life. I loved going to Blockbuster, and I loved just traips in the aisles his parents would just drop him off like we'll be back (laughs) literally like 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 summer days my brother and i would i think he would either ride his skateboard and i would ride my razor scooter and we would you know fucking take our asses (laughs) down to blockbuster and we'd come back with three or four movies and yeah it was great that was the 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 beauty of video stores right yeah the simple i mean it's not simplicity but it is simplicity in the fact that we in this day and age have so many choices that are at our fingertips that it just makes it impossible to choose anything good oh my god i spent like three hours looking for a movie to watch yesterday i'm not right, even, exactly like, exaggerating exactly so it's like when you're in a video store and you aren't going to be there all day you have to make a decision you know right it's and, do or die Right, and um, this one was one of the ones that I loved renting. I remember my aunt specifically um, renting it for me, and I would just watch it over and over. And so, and this was the movie that introduced me to the horror genre, to vampires, which was my first horror obsession. Yeah. And so, yeah, this one means a lot to me. For um, me, it was Scream and Slashers, which is what we bonded on. I remember having a conversation with you, like, a scream. Oh, yeah, scream two. Oh, yeah, my favorite part is this. Scream three, blah, blah, blah. And then there was a pause. And then you said, have you ever seen Buffy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, like, the well, show? And you're like, no, the movie. Ah. <laughs> and I'm like, I've never seen it. You introduced me to Buffy. Right, which is surprising that I said that because Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the TV show, is also my favorite show of all time. Yeah. N- you know, yeah, it is. And so... Um, <laughs> you are Buffy. <laughs> well, I was going to say, you know, it, it like I think it shares a, a, a spot with uh, Drag Race, personally. And oh. so, <laughs> Buffy's but Drag I would, Race. I, yes, I would say that Buffy is my favorite, like, show, show, non-reality show of all time. Like, scripted show. Scripted television series. Why don't we go into a little synopsis of this film? 
Absolutely. I know you're dying to tell us what this movie is. Ooh, I sure am. All right. Here we go. (laughs) Buffy the Vampire Slayer, directed by Fran Rubel Kazooie and written by Joss Whedon. Buffy is your average teenage cheerleader living in the Los Angeles Valley in 1992. She's a mall doll whose priorities include her boyfriend, Jeffrey, shopping with her clique of vapid popular friends, including Hilary Swank in her theatrical debut, (laughs) and avoiding burnouts like resident bad boy Pike, played by the late Luke Perry, and his best friend Benny, played by David Arquette. Buffy's world is turned upside down when she meets a mysterious man named Merrick, played by Donald Sutherland, who claims that Buffy is the chosen one who comes from a long lineage of girls whose sacred birthright is to protect the world from the threat of vampires. Buffy is not easily convinced until Merrick tells her he knows about her dreams of girls from the past slaying vampires, especially the supreme vampire leader, Lothos, played by Rucker Hauer, and his right-hand man, Amelin, played by Pee Wee Herman. I mean, Paul Ah. Rubens. (laughs) Merrick takes Buffy on her first hunt in the graveyard, where she learns that vampires are all too real, and she must now prepare herself for the oncoming battle with the Lothos from her dreams. Buffy begins to shirk her high school commitments, including cheerleading and the dance committee, in order to focus on training and physical combat with Merrick. Buffy insists on cheering at her high school home basketball game so people don't start talking. At the game, one of her former friends on the basketball team, Grueler, has been changed into a vampire and threatens Buffy's secret identity. She pursues him with the help of Pike, whom she had rescued earlier from a vamp attack by Amelin. After staking Grueler, Lothos makes his presence known to Buffy and puts her into a trance. Lothos claims that Buffy is weak and unfit, but she is quote-unquote real. Merrick appears to save Buffy and sacrifices himself so that Buffy might live. Lothos, claiming Buffy isn't ready for the fight, leaves Buffy alive. Now with no watcher at her side, Buffy contemplates her next move while shopping for the senior dance. Meanwhile, Pike gears up to assist Buffy in the fight. As the senior dance arrives and Buffy is jilted by her boyfriend, she is met at the dance by Pike, who acts on his growing affection for her, something unfathomable just a few weeks ago. Lothos's vampire army make their move on the school dance, slaughtering students and demanding Buffy to find Lothos so their battle may begin. Decked out in a prom dress, boxing boots, and a leather jacket, Buffy fights her way out of the school gym to find Lothos, leaving Pike and the rest of her classmates to fight against the army of vampires who have swarmed the dance. Buffy is attacked by Amelin, who now has one arm after his encounter with Pike, but is bested by Buffy, leading to the longest death scene maybe ever <laughs> ever <laughs> ever Lothos and Buffy meet but again Buffy is hypnotized by his presence when she realizes the meaning of Merrick's final words before his death she breaks free from the trance and escapes Lothos's grasp using her resourcefulness and keen fashion sense Buffy makes her way back to the dance but Lothos donning a large saber breaks through the gym wall and has an epic battle with Buffy and Pike Buffy is able to one-up Lothos and stakes him through the heart with a wooden chair leg finishing him off once and for all with one last roundhouse kick. Buffy, grateful for Pike's help, has one final dance amongst the carnage of the school dance before the two of them ride off into the sunset on Pike's motorcycle. The end. Yay! Yay, (laughs) and there it is. Uh, This movie is like just scrumptious 90s-ness. You know what I'm talking about? It's so 90s. It's so 90s, and it... um, it hits all the marks as far as like our again we talk about this a lot but our favorite movies are like teen mean girl movies teen mean and girl ho- movies teen yeah. mean girl movies and horror movies again these that's exactly what this blend is and 
um, I think it really resonated with me growing up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It's kind of that thing that they talk about in the documentaries where those bullied kids, like the geeks or the gay kids or the black kids, kind of, you know, use people like Buffy to fight off their their enemies, their bullies. Yeah. The, you know, straight people are the vampires and the gay people are Buffy. Right, exactly. <laughs> and, and I mean, obviously they didn't expand on this in the movie because, you know, it was 90 minutes and half the time it was about her discovering who she is. Right. But um, one of the best things I think about the show is that it became a metaphor for the trials and tribulations of being a teenage girl in high school or being a teenage adolescent in high school and the monsters sort of become metaphors for these things that that we go through you know puberty and um first loves and heartbreak and you know things like that sex oh absolutely um so i i think this was a starting off point for a story that um only got better you know uh, only got better yeah only Be- got better because the writer joss yes. whedon mm-hmm. he hates the movie well yes yeah, so joss whedon wrote this film and was just appalled by the interference by the studio who yes. were doing nothing but making changes to the script changing his vision which caused him to literally just leave the set. He was like, I, I can't even, this isn't even the vision that I had originally created. This isn't what I was wanting to do. And I right. do think the, the movie probably does suffer a lot from that because um, as much as I love this movie, you know, it, it's, it's does, it does have its problems. It, yeah. It's, it's, and it's a little light. I think it could have went a it, little bit darker. Uh, right. And exactly. And I think the original was meant to be darker, you know, um, you know, there was a whole scene where, and one of the main things they talk about when you read about it is, you know, Buffy was going to burn down the, you know, the school gym. And um, I just think overall the tone of it was supposed to be much darker and it turned into something completely different, which I love. Yeah. But I would have been really interested to um, see Joss Whedon's original vision, which yeah. thank God we got the show because he could, you know, really. You can expand on oh, that. Oh, yeah, totally. Because the show seems like a totally different atmosphere. Right, it is. And um, have you uh, have you seen a lot of the show? I don't think you have. Never. Have you? I've never seen not one episode. Ah, that's crazy. That's crazy, like, right? It's my favorite show in the world. I'm so shocked that you haven't watched this show. I've never seen it. I've never. I've only seen publicity shots of Sarah Michelle Gellar as Buffy. Other than I that, can't... I've never seen anything Oh my god! Okay, you need. Okay, I'm. I'm gonna give you homework, bitch. You better get out there and you better watch <laughs> some Buffy. I'm telling you, you have to get through the first season. Okay. Because you know it. It takes a, a second to figure out the kings, figure out what it is, what works, what doesn't, what what works and what doesn't, what the structure is. And, yeah. Um, but I'll, once it gets going, it's such an incredible show. With, oh my gosh, just amazing writing i think joss whedon just he like created his own language with the show like there are books published about the dialogue in buffy because it's so specific yeah it's it's written so witty and there's so much pop culture referencing that goes on in it i mean i honestly feel like it taught me how to speak (laughs) 
if that makes sense. Yeah. Like not like uh-huh. not like physically speak, obviously, but I think it really helped craft Help my quick wit. my my wit. My I mean, not that I'm I'm the wittiest person in I'm the world, so but witty. like I'm so witty. No, uh, but <laughs> uh, no, but I think it really did. I mean, I still quote this unconsciously all the time to people. Oh, obviously, yeah. I've never seen the show, so I get the credit for it. But honestly, like. Buffy deserves all the credit for how I've developed how I speak. Right. And like, I'll say things like, I don't know. I don't know. There's so many things that I could say. I probably can't think of any right now, but, um, <laughs> because but, they're part of your subconscious. Right. Exactly. And they'll just fly out of my mouth. Um, yeah. But I honestly think that I think that you would really like it. I think, I mean, I probably it, would enjoy it more than I enjoy this movie. Right. Of I'm course. Sure. Right. Because this movie, yeah, this movie doesn't really expand on a lot, and I think it sort of ends a little too abruptly. I, I yeah. watch, you know, watching this movie as an adult, I obviously have a completely different understanding of it, you know, than I did when I was, you know, a little kid watching it and growing up. And I, I always get pretty disappointed with how, how, how quickly they end- wrap it up. Right? Yes, how quickly it's wrapped up. How. Uh, there's such there is a bit of a buildup, and then it's sort of a, sort of a letdown. It's kind of a boner kill, if you know what I mean. I totally know what you mean. You know, one of the things for me is that I don't think they they give the character of Buffy and her friends enough credit. Like they don't make them as smart as they should be. Like I right. think that Buffy should be a little bit smarter than just like because she doesn't get smarter. She just gets like more crafty when it comes to fucking martial arts. And right, then, I, like, she also kind of discovers that there are bigger problems in the world than going to Yes, the which, which is great. Like, I, you know, Buffy's priorities definitely change from the beginning of the movie. In the beginning of the movie, Buffy is so incredibly just disconnected from the real world. She is vapid. Right. She has... Her priorities are so warped. She just cares about shopping Literally in the movie, she says that her dream job is to be a buyer. She doesn't even know what the hell that is, <laughs> but the fact, but the fact that it like has the word buy in it, like she yeah. just wants to shop for the rest of her life. And so she, she like, she does go through a transformation where she realizes that her priorities are obviously very out of whack, but I, they, the direction they take it is that she sort of becomes, she just sort of becomes like angry. Yeah. She gets jaded. Yes, like she gets jaded very quickly, and mostly because you know she witnesses murder for the first time. And like, <laughs> I wish there was something smarter. They that had came that out, magic out of, of being more quick-witted or something like that. I mean, the dialogue is between the girls is hilarious, but it's so stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid, but it's so funny. My favorite scene is the scene in the, the quad. Diner? Oh. No, the quad. Oh, I do love quad. that scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, the quad scene is so funny when they're talking about the theme for the senior dance. That shit oh, has me God. rolling every time. I, every yeah. time. So one of my subtle favorite lines, and you'll you'll have to like really listen for it, is when I already know uh, what you're gonna say the character Cassandra. Yeah. She goes she goes, um, so what do you think about the ozone layer? And Buffy goes, what about it? No, she goes, she, no, she goes, uh, yeah, we got to get rid of that. Well, she does say that later, but oh. the first thing she says, she goes, what about it? Oh, I didn't even hear that. Exactly. You have to listen for that one. You have to listen for that one. She goes, what about it? It's so funny. No, like, I like when everyone's throwing out ideas in that scene, like bugs, yeah. forest <laughs> yeah. fires. Yeah. Litter, forest fires, bugs. And then I think it's Buffy's boyfriend that goes, 
Cassandra, write this down. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you and I used to say that all the time. Yeah, Cassandra, Cassandra write, this write this down. <laughs> yeah, Cassandra, she is like, a, she is no part in this movie. She's no. so, she, but she has some of the random, like the, the part where Cassandra oh. gets kidnapped. And Lothos comes down from the ceiling. Big operatic moment. And she goes, oh my God. And then that's it. They just cut to the next scene. Yeah, so funny. Um, like so, th- so there are things that I think in the script that do work. They do, and it's the pro- diner it's pro- scene works brilliantly too. Oh my gosh! <laughs> like, do we have to invite all the seniors? <laughs> yeah, Bob, why do we have to invite every single senior? Well, it's a senior dance. You kind of have to. <laughs> yeah, I was like, but why uh, do we have to invite Nadia? She's such a blemish. <laughs> I know she is <laughs> that and the cheerleading scene um, when after they do like they like pra- they, they practice and Jennifer who is in the group she's like this she's like the really ditzy one she's like obviously and she's like a follower oh, the curly, she, with the curly hair yeah so the curly yeah. hair she's sort of she's like the follower especially of Hillary Swank's character and she she I love this moment because she like you can tell she's been thinking about this all night because they're still thinking of a theme for the senior dance. So she goes up to Buffy and she's like, so I was thinking, what if we made a big sign that says, don't tread on me and like a picture of the earth, you know, like thinking that she's like, I found like the great idea. And Buffy goes, how do you not tread on the earth? I mean, you kind of have to, right? And she goes, Oh yeah. Yeah. I never thought about that. Yeah. It's just like, just, uh, just funny. Like stuff like that is so funny and light. The cameos in this I was gonna say oh. Hillary Swank's line um, that she delivers so poorly um, when she goes guys what's this sitch I'm bored <laughs> I'm like are you asking them or are you telling them like are but you <laughs> who, who knew that Hillary Swank would go on to be a fucking Oscar winner <laughs> like, <laughs> million, the million dollar baby yeah literally and she started it in Buffy the Vampire Slayer and so did some other people David Arquette this looks like this is maybe oh one of his first movies David Arquette um, the craziest cameos though in this movie there's one the first one is by uh, Ricky Lake Ricky Lake uh, girl oh. what are you doing there which is so crazy because I was like this movie for sure happened after Hairspray she definitely had her career right like she had a career I yes. mean they, was it supposed to be like a funny thing that I'm Ricky like, wasn't Lake she was on playing? her way to get her TV show yeah and then here she is playing Charlotte the waitress I think they meant to have cameos in there because they said that there were a lot of cameos that never happened because of budget um, with oh, the vampires yeah, yeah, yeah. that they were gonna have like these huge movie stars be some of the vampires see that's brilliant but it doesn't really read because there while there are a lot of cameos it doesn't seem like it's like a running motif it doesn't no. seem you know it doesn't seem like oh my gosh we're constantly looking for people it seems to me it seems like they just pop up yeah or like they're there before the career started like like one of the craziest ones the craziest one i think is ben affleck so fucking, random fucking batman is playing a basketball player on the opposing team during one of the basketball no scenes. lines no line. Oh, no, here he, you go. The guy goes, uh, just take it, man. Like, literally, that's all he is. It's like Ben Affleck. That's crazy. Yeah, Ben Affleck. Are you kidding um, me? Yeah, and Seth Green is in it, which is crazy. Because right. Seth, the back of his head is in it. Yeah, the back of Seth Green's head is in it. I guess he had a few scenes cut. Mm-hmm. But Seth Green went on to star in the show, in Buffy the show, for three seasons. Yeah. And so um, he his he owes Buffy a lot, I guess. My favorite thing about this is that uh, Donald Sutherland plays Merrick and his son, Kiefer Sutherland, played David, leader of the vampires in The Lost Boys just a few years prior. 
yeah, they're keeping that vampire thing all in the family. I feel like That's, that kind of was maybe like a wink, wink. <laughs> I mean, maybe it was, but from what I from what I have read, Donald Sutherland hated the process. Hated hates this movie. Hated being in it. Hated oh, the dialogue. Joss Whedon hated him in it too. Did you read all that beef? Yeah, hell yeah. He was like he was changing his lines, and I was just like, I appreciate you as an actor, but what the fuck are you doing? Literally, like you sign on to be in my movie. Like, yeah. are you a producer? Do you have a producer credit? Then check yeah. your goddamn mouth, Donald <laughs> Sutherland. <laughs> I know, but you know what? He probably felt that he was in his own right. He's an established actor. He was like right. 90 years old in this movie. And he's ah! still alive. <laughs> and he's still alive. Yeah. President Snow. He, um, I think what's interesting about how, about his character, Merrick, I don't really, I've always been confused by his character, like the history of his character, because he, he talks about like, is he a magical, mystical person? I don't understand because he talks about his, you know, his thing in life is that he tr- he's chained hundreds of girls supposedly yeah to, to be the to slayer fight. but i'm like okay there's one slayer he's trained hundreds of girls and he's like i don't know does he die does he die and another merrick appears i don't well, know it's, i it's, think that buffy brings up a good point she's like why don't you fight him <laughs> yeah exactly and he's like well that's not my place which is like okay well okay. sure the different okay one of the main differences from the movie and the show is that they don't really explain what makes her the slayer other than the fact that she's the chosen one and that she has she was born with a like a, a mole mark. on her shoulder a birthmark on her like clavicle that, that big she, hairy mole had that thing removed yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes so which she had removed but and her only like reference to having a sort of power is that for some reason they decided to give her cramps Whenever vampires are around, oh yeah, which is such a bizarre. I, it must have something choice. to do with like a metaphor for. I guess being a teen, yeah, being a teenage girl, I don't know, using using your feminine power, you know, something to something enhance that is your yes, yeah, your senses, something specifically feminine that makes something that you have only as a as a you know quote unquote female. Um, cramps uh, t- yeah yeah as your power and it's like cramps is like a warning like her spider sense yeah her spi- is that she gets cramps and vampires around which I'm is like weird. thinking what else could it have been my tits right. are hard there must be a vampire near yeah literally yeah yeah your <laughs> nipples get very hard I'm lactating <laughs> there's a vampire somewhere but in the show she had like she has super strength she has super agility she heals fast like there are I- very specific things to what when she was chosen as a slayer, she okay. was, she was in, in, what's the word? Imbued? In, oh. I don't know. She was something. Embedded. She, <laughs> <laughs> she was embedded. <laughs> she was embedded with she powers. Was, she was with powers. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, um, I, I think that's really good that they, they, expanded that in the show and they're like oh the reason why she's the slayer is because she has powers that's why somebody like Merrick doesn't fight vampires because she is gifted with the strength and the skill and the speed to kill monsters who also have super strength and can heal themselves and things like that and so um, again uh, that's what I'm saying it's like this is an interesting starting point for the show because the show is based on Joss Whedon's original screenplay for this. Which you can't get anywhere but that origin comic book 
the origin. Right. Right, yeah. right, 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 right. Which I haven't read. I'm gonna admit, as a huge of a Buffy fan as I am, I've never read any of the comics. You better and go on that, Amazon and buy right, one. Right, and I, right, and I know that there is a lot of people talking about like whether this because they do are I think they are broken up as far as like seasons. So there's a because Buffy the show lasted seven seasons on the air, and yeah. um, so there's like the comics literally are like labeled like season eight season nine and as far as i know because of joss whedon's involvement they are considered canonical and so maybe one of these days i'll get my ass uh, you know into a comic book store when we can walk into one and um and buy it. I don't know. Buy some. Buffy You're never comics. gonna do it. You're never gonna do that. Bitch, you are I never know. gonna go to a comic book <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Speaking of the TV show and the chosen one and all that, I have a question. If they would have yeah. went with their original casting choice for Buffy, do you think that she would have ended up being the show? So the movie originally was going to cast Alyssa Milano. Right. Yeah. So do you think that with Alyssa Milano and her, you know, soon to be star power, do you think that she would have been? transferred over to the TV show. I kind of feel like she would have because I think well, she's maybe. way more magnetic than Christy Swanson. Uh, I mean, maybe. To be honest, and again, not praising Christy Swanson by any means as far as her personal business, but I, d- I do really enjoy her as Buffy and I think she, she was very, yeah. very, very sunny. I liked her. I she think delivers she's the lines well. She does the job. She gets the job done. Yeah. And, but but I just I mean, picture the what if aspect of it and Alyssa sure. Milano as Buffy. I kind of like I'm into that. Right. And I, I just, I think that maybe just where her career went, like obviously, like Chrissy Swanson's, obvious, her career obviously went. I think I saw it in a toilet. <laughs> I think she played Anna Nicole Smith in the fucking Lifetime movie. Did she? I mean, that I'm makes pretty sense. pretty sure. That's what I'm saying. She ended up, like, the. they tried to make her a big star, and it, she didn't have star power. She no. didn't have staying power in the industry, and so she went on to work in um, Lifetime films and Hallmark films. That's what I've seen her in yeah. since. And, How um, great would but, it have been to have Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie, come out after Clueless and Alicia Silverstone? Oh, I mean, Buffy. Oh, oh my God. Oh, that would have been hilarious. She would have been died. so good. So but good. I, I think that. I mean, I'm obviously happy that Alyssa Milano didn't get to play the role because she went on, you know, to have great success with Charmed, you know. And um, but thank God it brought us Sarah Michelle Gellar because uh. she is brilliant and um, she honestly is my childhood hero. Like Aww. I, uh, the character. I know it's it's so sappy. And Sarah stupid, Michelle Gellar, you better listen to this girl and yeah, you better girl. reach out. <laughs> I. St- to this day, I say this all the time, but I'm like, there are so many celebrities that, that you know, I would love to meet or whatever one day, Gaga. you know, and I, yes, of course. And there are two, <laughs> there are two celebrities that I feel like if I met them, I would be left speechless and I would, I don't know, fall on the floor or something. One of them is Lady Gaga and the other one is Sarah Michelle Gellar. Like if I, like, I don't know if I were to ever meet her, I would just have, I would be so overwhelmed with. I would probably cry, yeah, and I would probably. Do, I, <laughs> You're crying right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like crying, but I just think like, sure, like her, like her being on that show, like she helped me get through so many things, and I know that Buffy is, you know, specific to you know teenage girls, but I don't know. I maybe again, maybe it's going back to having a parallel path as being a gay man or you yeah. know, a gay teenager growing up. 
I really identified with her. And when I was in, not trouble, but when I was going through things or something, I always would think to myself, how would Buffy handle this? And that's so ridiculous. But honestly, I have. And I... And I know it's a collaboration between, you know, from a lot of people, between Joss Whedon and her and all these people. But, like, if I were to meet her, I would just, I would have, be over, I, w- I would be overwhelmed and I wouldn't know what to say because she changed my life. Well, Sarah Michelle Gellar is great in everything from Buffy to her vocal role in Small Soldiers. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> I've been... Th- yeah, that's so weird that you brought that up because I've been thinking about Small Soldiers a lot and it was honestly thinking about watching it tonight. Are you serious? Yes. Oh my god, that is bizarre. That is very bizarre, but I love her. SMG as- on the brain. Literally. Oh, her, her and Christina Ritchie. <laughs> as the Gwendy as dolls. The, as the Gwendy dolls. Iconic. <laughs> Iconic. She's going postal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't forget to pluck your eyebrows. <laughs> Let's give her a makeover. <laughs> Oh, so oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that one doll that's just eyeballs. Eyeball. <laughs> she's just a no, 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 wait, what is she? No, she says, oh, no, I, she says something like, I overplucked my eyebrows or something, but yeah. she's just eyeballs. Yeah, I overplucked my eyebrows. <laughs> she's just two eyeballs. <laughs> that is so good. That is so uh, good over there screaming. That whole scene is the best scene of any children's movie ever. Is when oh, the Wendy it, dolls attack Kirsten Dunst. Oh, it's so good. I'm so definitely watching good. that tonight. You and Oh my me. god. I that is so exciting. I need to watch <laughs> that again. I love that movie. I Me too. love that movie. <laughs> Me too. So this movie is not only starring Chrissy Swanson, this movie is also starring the late great Luke Perry. Which uh, is a recent a recent loss. Um, yeah, my boy, my ex boyfriend. Was it? <laughs> Wait, yeah. You're, what are you, why are you laughing? <laughs> he was your ex boyfriend. He is he is pretty sexy in this movie. He was like for me like the first bad boy I remember seeing like oh, on film, yeah. and I was like, ooh, yeah. He like really shaped that image for me in my brain because of this movie. Oh yeah, you know why? Because I think that well for me it was nine hundred two one zero. But right. I think I prefer... No, I prefer his style in 90210. But I like this style, too. This kind of grungy Seattle Ooh, look. Yes, yeah, so like grungy, like 90s. Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. And I like cute. that his hair is kind of just like in his, you know, on his forehead. Kind of messy. And, I know. Yeah. I, then, I'm like Then he gets all so cleaned up for the, for the senior dance. Yes. Gorgeous. And then uh, fucking David Arquette, weirdo. No. <laughs> yeah. So random. I know he happens to be in like a bunch of my favorite movies, like David Arquette of all people. Speaking of, do you know that he has a new documentary coming out? What's it called? Uh, you know what? I don't remember. But it's a it's about him. I think I think I only sort of half watched the trailer, but I was sort of in shock. I think he is pursuing a career as a professional wrestler. Are you serious? Like a WW or WCW ish? He's got to stop. He's yes doing too much coke. Oh, um. (laughs) I saw that face. I saw that bloated face on that Ah! Eli Roth's History of Horror. I was like, that's true. You you need to lay off the coke. Well, I think he needs to lay off getting punched in the face because I probably think that's what it is too. I'm like, how is he going to be acting in Scream Five with this, with this kind of sweaty? You know, face. I know. Um, so, what are your favorite quotes from this movie? Oh my gosh! Well, we already we already named a few of them. Yeah. Um, I would probably have to say, uh, "Excuse much, rude or anything." Oh my god, I wrote that down. 
I was like, what a homeless. Yeah, yeah, nice ensemble. What a homeless. (laughs) Those girls, like Hilary Swank and um, Paris Vaughn, and I don't remember the other girl's name, and Chrissy Swanson. I don't know. I think their dynamic works. Even like their dialogue about um, going to the movies. Yeah. They don't even have Dolby. (laughs) Things like that. Or like when yeah. um, Chrissy's, she's like, she's like, I can't believe I got a C plus on that history test. And, and Nicole, played by Paris Vaughn, she goes, you got a C plus. I can't believe I cheated off of you. <laughs> <laughs> or no, I, my favorite is when they're like, oh, Buffy, should we do this after school? Whatever. She goes, I don't know, guys. I really have to go home and do my homework. And they just stare at her. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so fun. Oh and then, God. and then I, re- then I really love like the, the sort of confrontation she has with her friends when they they talk to her about where she's been for the last forever because she's shirked all her responsibilities on the dance committee and cheerleading. And Hillary Swank gets all upset. And she goes, "Get out of my facial!" And she walks away. <laughs> she's like, "I think reality just stepped out of her like five minutes ago." <laughs> <laughs> oh no! You know what a simple one is that I just love because it makes me laugh every single time is when Pike asks. Uh, her, um, he's like, "What's your name?" And she's like, "Buffy." <laughs> <laughs> like she's proving a point. Yeah, Buffy. Buffy. And oh my god, one of my figures. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite simple ones is when she's sitting in the graveyard with Merrick, and they're like waiting for the vampire to wake up, and she looks at him. And she goes, "Do you have any gum?" <laughs> and he goes, "No." And then the look she gives, like rude. <laughs> <laughs> or when he, um, when he makes that joke, and then she's like. Oh my god, he made a joke. Are you okay? Do you need to lie down or anything? Oh yeah. <laughs> I know, like a like a rare moment of like sweetness from Buffy. Yeah. Because we've just sort of seen her be kind of like a vapid kind idiot. Of like a vapid mo- bitch. The whole yeah, time. yeah, but I think that like is a good moment to show that she is progressing and that she she does have feelings and um Yeah. Yeah. It's nice I to wonder, see that. Have you ever looked up anything about any other possible names that Joss Whedon had for the vampire slayer? Oh God, I don't know. Muffy, no, Muffy, <laughs> Muffy, Mitz- <laughs> Mitzi. <laughs> What's like a typical Valley Girl name? Like, Brit. I mean, I've, no, not that. Oh, Brit, not Ashley, not, not Ashley, like Ashley, Tori, Ashley the Van- <laughs> Tori, Tori, <laughs> Tori, Telling, Tori the Vampire. Oh, I see. Brenda the Vampire. Yeah. <laughs> They're just pulling Kelly. from my nose right now. Kelly. Oh, Ke- I can see Kelly. Kelly the Vampire Slayer. Well, okay, Becky. so. Well, oh my god, Becky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, be- Becky the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, Becky. Well, speaking of new names for a Vampire Slayer, so there is in there is talks of Stop. a potential reboot of. Uh, not, not a reboot, but uh, like a sequel series to that Buffy? takes place within the Buffy verse. The person that's writing it, she's like a woman of color, and they're they're really Ooh. trying to maybe take Buffy into the direction where where it's not necessarily the character of Buffy, but a new Slayer of color, which I think is amazing. Yes. Um, to take on the role, and Joss Whedon apparently is involved, probably more oh, of like a yes. producer standpoint. But he's, yeah. not, I, you know, he's probably not going to write it. But that is so exciting to me that well, like, at least he has a say in what goes yeah, on. Exactly, yeah. because because there is no, there's no Buffy without Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon, <laughs> this is Joss Whedon's baby, and he made it into the success it is because yes, you know, it has a seven season. Like that's pretty good for that's a show, especially pretty well done. Yeah, yeah, for, especially like for a show called Buffy the Vampire Slayer like and to like create a show that is taught in 
in school. Like Buffy is taught in schools. What like, school? In in film school. In films. Yeah. There oh yeah. There, there <laughs> what are school. There are there are court. There are courses taught about Buffy. Like that's how much cultural importance it had at the time. Oh, yeah. I mean, totally. I mean, it was one of those things where you would, like, call your friend, you know, a girl who was, like, tough. Like, they're either Xena or Buffy. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, Xena and Buffy. Okay, Buffy are... the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> right. So <laughs> when, when a girl th- kicked you. <laughs> <laughs> when they staked me through the heart. <laughs> right, or something like that. What do you think would be a 2020 name for a, a new Vampire Slayer? Ooh. Beyonce the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> there are girls out there with that name now. No, not Beyonce the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, okay. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know what a good name would be, but I have some. I have some ideas for who should play her. Oh, who should play her? Who do you think? Um, okay. Is Gabrielle Union too old? <laughs> hell yeah, that bitch is old as hell. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Grandma the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> Granny, um, <laughs> Granny um, the vampire. <laughs> um, okay, okay. Um, well, I mean, Zendaya would have been a great choice if she was a little bit young. I feel like they need to go a little bit younger, but Zendaya would be awesome. I've read so many people saying that they want Zendaya to play her. She would yeah. be so good. I think her character might have died in Euphoria, so why not? <laughs> I know. That's the thing. It's like she's already attached to like such a humongously successful project as Euphoria. Like, I doubt that she would you know do a buffy verse sort of thing i know i have i have a feeling it's gonna be an unknown personally it might be and that's great and good yeah absolutely it you know who has be. one of the most stunning faces um the girl that got cast as uh, little mermaid oh yes ha- uh hallie is it hallie yeah chloe hallie Shh. is it chloe who's it it's hallie <laughs> hallie. It's hallie i think yeah Hall- hallie hallie yeah, I think it's her, Ali. She, uh, <laughs> she, <laughs> she is stunning. I love yeah. her little face. Yeah, I just saw her music video to do it, and I was like, oh my god, she is. She's like a little <gasps> uh, pretty Janet Jackson. Oh yeah, totally. I just, I sorry, I just, I just, one just hit What's me. Wrong with you? Okay, go no, ahead. I, no, I just hit me. And so if they take, if they take this character, like she doesn't necessarily have to be in high school. Like, she could be anybody, because here's the thing. This is a major spoiler from the f- series finale of Buffy. <laughs> Uh-oh, everyone. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, turn this off. If you haven't seen it and you're watching it, this it is like... It came out a uh, hundred years ago, but... <laughs> literally, yeah. It, spoiler yeah, it, alert. En- it ended in 2003, so 17 years ago, but... <laughs> oh, the, wow. So, uh, the biggest thing about the series finale, because... Buffy is, like, there's only supposed to be one vampire slayer at a time. That's just how the mythos works. And, you know, through some, you know, loopholes, there were two slayers. Whatever. Oh, okay. But in... in Who was the the other one? What was her name? uh, Faith, played by Eliza Dushku. Who is my my other favorite character in the series. Because she's like, (laughs) she's like the bad foil of Buffy. Like, she's like the bad girl slayer. Who, like, who enjoys it too much. And she sort of gets a little murdery she starts um, killing people that aren't vampires Liter- yes absolutely she yeah anyway and, she, and she's like kind of she's like a, a rival an enemy of buffy but then they sort of Link work out, out their di- later yeah later in the seasons they sort of give faith a little bit of a redemption where she's okay. part she she runs she part of the team when they have to fight like the first evil that's ever been on earth anyway 
And so yeah. in the series finale of Buffy, they use the magic they use the magic of this sacred slayer weapon, which is called the scythe, to um Im- give every girl who's potent who has the potential to be the slayer like because there's like a thing about these like potential slayers like it's not guaranteed that you'll become the slayer if the slayer dies but there's a potential you can so they're like trained from from, you know and so in the series finale when they're about to fight this army of these super vampires they use the magic from this weapon and they imbue every girl that has the potential to be a slayer now has become a slayer in the wow. world. So now there's not just one, there's not just two slayers anymore. There are a bunch. Hundreds. Hundreds. And so, yeah, so now it doesn't really necessarily matter if she's in high school. It could be, you know, a you know an older girl. Who knows? So it can't I be th- Gabrielle Union. It could be. Absolutely. <laughs> and um, I think, you know who I, who I think would be great is, okay. uh, what is her name uh, from Dear White People? Logan. Um, oh, Browning. Yes, Logan Browning. Logan Browning. Yes, I think sh- she's... Be- great i think she would be so good she's gorgeous she's gorgeous she's gorgeous she's a great actress if you've seen dear white people um and that really weird ass movie she did the 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 audition or no no the the cello yeah the one with allison williams the perfection the perfection perfection. yes 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 that one yeah yeah, she's she's great in that, and so she's great. Um, I think that she would be a bomb ass Buffy or you know Buffy type. Buffy, yeah. I know we talked a lot about the show. We were supposed to be talking about the movie, but <laughs> no, that's okay. You know, there's not a lot to say about the movie, to be honest. Yeah, there's really not much to say about the movie, and the it, reason why it influenced it me is. so much was because it was my real first introduction to horror, and so I do have a lot of reverence for it. Yeah, but I mean, it's not the greatest movie in the world, and that's something that I that I really learned watching it the other day, which I, you know, I've watched it so many times and I know every line, but I'm like, Ugh. yeah, you know movie. what movie I've watched a bunch of times that also explores the world of Valley girls. Which one? Okay. After three hours of searching for a movie last night, guess what I ended up watching? What? Wish upon a star. Oh my God. <laughs> Wait, isn't Catherine Heigl in that? Yes. Oh my God. Uh, never better. Never better than her character Alexia Wheaton in What's a Fun. Well, she, she couldn't get any worse. And, I'm just kidding. And, and her <laughs> younger kidding. sister She's is played great. by Scream Queen Danielle Harris. Yes, ah, oh, Danielle. I love Danielle Harris. We she, don't talk about her enough. We don't talk about her enough, and I don't think we realize how many things she's in. Until we're like, oh yeah, Danielle Harris is in this, and she's in that. She's great. She's so natural. I can't wait to talk about a movie that she's in. Uh, speaking of reboot, the movie that we're doing next week might also be in talks of a potential reboot. It's actually been in talks for a while now, and nothing's come of it yet, but it's The Craft, which we've talked about Ooh, on social media. I know. There's been, yeah, there's been talks of a reboot of The Craft for a long time. So let's get the fucking show let's on the road. The let's rolling. do it. Why haven't we been cast yet? Where are our agents? I know, literally. I mean, eventually, I don't know if this is what you guys are, you know, like about us or not, but I'm sure eventually we'll talk about a movie that doesn't have to do with teenagers and horror. Well, you know, October's coming up and I kind of feel like we might be mixing it up a little bit. I know. Maybe we should go for the more, the darker ones, but who cares? This is our podcast. We can talk about where the hell we want. Yeah. Thanks for everybody for, uh, participating in all the crazy Instagram things that we oh, had going on this God. week. We yes. had some really fun ones. Yeah, and I think people like seeing us on our Instagram story. We have beautiful faces. Absolutely. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You're starting to see our faces a little more. I put a name to the voice. 
Um, that's really exciting. Uh, are you? Let us know if you guys are really are liking the things that we do in our stories. And you, so many of you have again have participated, and it it it's been so fun, and yeah, it makes us I just want to do more. Interacting with everybody, I'm surprised that the people who listen sometimes I'm like, oh wow, yeah, one of our listeners. Oh my gosh, are you, are you guys like? quote something that we've said or you know oh my this, god because everything that comes out of our mouths is bullshit so it's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's like, like i really don't know what i'm talking about <laughs> oh no not at all and so you know to hear that people enjoy what we do it means the world to us so we just want to say thank you so much for that um it's been it's been amazing so far and i hope that we can you know keep going yeah until you know, we so, rise to the top baby do you know where we can watch buffy Oh yeah, Buffy is available on Hulu. Not oh, only the okay. movie, the movie and the show are available on Hulu. Ooh. So get on okay. it. And um, what we talked about earlier, In Search of Darkness, Cursed Films, and Eli Roth's History of Horror, all available to stream on Shutter. Yes. Wink, wink, Shutter. Wink, I wink. think you have a potential. Literally, sponsor a bitch. Come on, yeah, make <laughs> us the official podcast of Shutter. Can you imagine? They're like. <laughs> the official podcast of Shudder. Yeah. Fear the talking queers. Yeah. These two queens. <laughs> they're, all, they're all like, I'm so confused. <laughs> oh my God. And I just want to um, tell everybody that always guesses Jennifer's body when it's time to guess the next movie. It will be, it'll come. <laughs> yes. Everybody. We'll talk about her eventually. Everybody's always like, no matter what we post, like I can literally post a picture of like a fucking log and <laughs> like, I don't know. Jennifer's body. Yes. They're like Jennifer's body and doing that. You would I mean, be maybe. you guys would be surprised how many people guess Jennifer's body. Somebody guessed Jennifer's body when it was death becomes her. <laughs> I'm all what? Where where did you see Jennifer's body? It's so funny hey, though. But maybe you're just trying to manifest it, so who knows? And, I love yeah. I I love Jennifer's body, so there's an absolute high chance that yeah. that'll be showing up eventually. Alright, everybody. Well, please feel free to follow us. On Instagram at Fear the Talking Queers. Send us an email, uh, Fear the Talking Queers at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter. Send, uh, give us a comment, like, subscribe, review Apple Podcasts. Come on. We're still waiting for a new <laughs> review on Apple Podcasts. Cassandra, and, write this down. Yeah, Cassandra, write this down. <laughs> <laughs> and well, um, yeah, and yeah. And, and Fear the Talking Queers at gmail.com at Fear the Talking Queers on Instagram. What's the Twitter one? I don't know. At Fear TT Queers. How do you do the Twitter? I don't know. I still don't know. But if you're following us on Twitter, you should follow us on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Stream us, tweet us, email us. Yeah. Wouldn't want to be yet. Okay. Um, tag, tag, yeah. <laughs> on that note, good night, everybody. <laughs> We're losing it. Oh my god. Okay. All right. We got to get out of here before this gets <laughs> absolutely <laughs> crazy. All right. <laughs> I guess I'll say it this week. Sweet screams, bitch. Ah!